You are now tuned into the tribe, where we share our passion in review of music and give you opinions you didn't ask for. I'm one of your co-hosts, DJ, joined by my fellow co-hosts and homies, Denzel and Marone. Make sure to follow the tempo of our show today. Welcome to the tribe, everyone. Uh, season two, once again, episode three of the Tempo Tribe, and we are going to be dis- discussing, excuse me, the enigma that is Kanye West, aka Ye, aka mm-hmm. Pablo, aka mm-hmm. Warhol, mm-hmm. <laughs> aka Steve Jobs, mm-hmm. <laughs> and also uh, as the Netflix documentary has been calling him genius scientific name spelling so but uh i want to just get into the discography of kanye west because uh you know as everyone knows recently in the news uh the divorce with kim kardashian has been highly publicized and he's been as as verona's drinking his wine (laughs) highly publicized and yes and he's been even though he has that bipolar disorder you know, mental health is not an excuse for uh, online abuse, uh, mm-hmm. verbal abuse. So, yeah, there's that. And, of course, his beef with Pete Davidson, a.k.a. Skeet. But we're going to get into all that. <laughs> we're also going to get into the documentary as well, because I do want to talk about that. It's very inspiring, uh, I would say. It's, it's very inspiring to to all the dreamers out there. And I, you know, include include myself in there as a dreamer. So, so yes, very inspiring. But I do want to get into the discography and get into the music because, you know, he does this music shit. Like, he's one of the great, as you can hate him for the person that he is, personally, mm-hmm. but he's one of the greatest artists of our generation. That's, that's a fact. That's like bar none, production-wise, lyrical-wise. A question to y'all before we get into this discography. Uh... Do y'all miss the old Kanye? I'll let Maron go first on that one. <laughs> so define old Kanye, because you're—I don't know if I agree with your cutoff. Yes, yes. So it's it's very, uh, and I understand it's it's very subjective. I would say college yeah. dropout, late registration for sure is old Kanye. Graduation, I would also say maybe some elements of new Kanye because he's starting to get into the more electronic like synth exactly. sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and then 808s and heartbreak, I would still consider. Old Kanye, then we, we can fight about my beautiful dark twisted fantasy because I still be, I still believe that's that's like old and new Kanye starting to like amalgamate yeah. together, but for sure like we all know Jesus is definitely new Kanye, so yeah, so yeah, but like yeah, old Kanye to to your uh, definition of old Kanye, do you miss the Man, old Kanye? Okay, so for me, old Kanye, like especially first of all that documentary we're gonna talk about it later, but that documentary was very illuminating mm-hmm. and like just kind of reiterates like who he was before I would say before his mother's death, Mm -hmm. I think explains like what old Kanye was, but I want to say up to graduation, graduation got a little more poppy, but like those first two albums, like when he was talking about like wanted to sign with the raucous records, like with Talib Kweli and most Def, like that vibe of hip hop. Mm -hmm. That's he's when he was a pure backpacker as old Kanye. And he Mm -hmm. actually has some elements of that on Pablo and some other albums, which was interesting because he tried to go back to that kind of rhyme style, but that old Kanye man, do I miss it? I think he was right for the times and I think he the reason that he's so evergreen I've learned is that because he was able to change with the time like he either Mm -hmm. defined the next generation or he continued to grow or he got people who were growing 
for or, or making the next generation. So yeah. he like stayed with them. So should he still be rhyming like it's 2004? No, but I do mm-hmm. miss that. Like I miss him. I miss the way he was rhyming back then. Those, <laughs> those were some fun shit for sure. So I miss the old Kanye. Tunja? Yeah, to add on to that, I think it really just, it depends person to person on what on what kind of what kind of music you like. Do you like more of the music that has more of that lyricism, or you want more more beats? And you know, as the generation has progressed, we know more of the music now is about the beat more than the lyrics. And so, I think that's really what's cool about Kanye West is that he's really learned how to adapt with the times. But there is sometimes there are times where he he likes to pull back and like re- reference some of his older stuff, and you know, pull, do hints similar to that. And so. In my personal opinion, do I miss old Kanye? Yes and no. I mean, yes in the fact that if I want to listen to old Kanye, there's his old albums. But no, because that's what he's currently at. You know, he's a, he's not doing the lyricism thing anymore. He's doing more of the production, which is really where he shined and grew up on his production. He was like a big producer, especially in that documentary. It, it explains that. Yes. I'd actually challenge you on the production stuff because he he produced a lot of his own for the first two albums and then a lot of 808. But like he had a lot of help from what Mike Dean all those people, and then like after that he I looked, I looked at the production credits like maybe Dylan will talk about it later. But like a lot of his albums he had a lot of help, mm. and it's like how much of that is him just having creative direction and then doing most of the hard work, or how much mm. is it him like is it collaborative? Because I feel like it's a lot of the sound that I liked from him was him just doing his own thing. Like I liked actually 808s a lot because it was just him like just experimenting, going crazy, like just no help. But I don't know. I feel like there's a different discussion. But yeah. I think I think we can definitely get into that discussion when we go through his discography. And let's let's do that. Let's get into quote unquote old Kanye and get into college dropout. Uh, like Marone said, the backpacking days, backpacking with a polo and a chain on. <laughs> like, come on, like yes, ins be, yes. ins we buy to cover up what's inside. They made us hate ourselves <laughs> and love their wealth. That's why Shadi telling where the ball is at. Okay, what y'all think about? <laughs> Sound like old Kanye to me. That's what that sound like. <laughs> All right. So college dropout. Uh, for me, it's like the chipmunk soul. Like for me, that's that's the quintessence. So yeah, that, I feel chipmunk I feel like that's that's pretty yeah. much how you describe college yeah. dropout. It's just like chipmunk soul, slowed up, high pitch R and B and soul samples, mm-hmm. and uh, hard hitting drums, elements of gospel. But like he's had gospel throughout his whole discography. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so, for sure. Yes, and uh, you know and. Gangster rap was like dominant at that time, so I want I want y'all to talk about uh, how this album became so successful in an era where gangster rap was so don- dominant. Yo, so I think it's because it's something that was completely different. You know, we're, we were in an era where, especially, and that's and it's, and it's shown in the genius uh, in part one of the genius documentary that a lot of the rap that you listened back then was about like hard hitting, you know, killing niggas in the street, getting shot up by niggas uh, in the street, um, do what you got to do to protect your own. But Kanye was a little different. A lot of people, you know, were either for it or against it, but you saw a lot more people in the documentary saying, well, well, well shit, this is weird. This is different, but it's good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it was, he was one of the, he was like one of the biggest trend centers. I'm, I'm not, not to say that he wasn't the first one who's tried to rap right. like that. Right. Yeah. I think something about Kanye's music with the chipmunk sounds, um, especially and on top of the lyricism made, made that sound like something that was very unique, especially in the rap industry. Now that's where you get like a lot of copycat uh, rappers follow up with him, you know, when it dropped. I don't know. Yeah. I felt like, yeah, yeah. but to add, on, to add on, I feel like the college dropout was like a happy go lucky album in the sense of, the, like you said, it's more of like a positive. It felt like it was on a positive note about him trying to become successful and do what he needs to do. You know, mm-hmm. 
yeah, he was hungry back then, right? Like he was just mm-hmm. he was saving all the best beats for himself, and then he was like, "This is this is my message." Like when he described that, like he wants to write like, in the documentary you're referring to, like the way that he described that first episode, he's like, "I want my lyrics to mean something." Like this is what my black this is what the black population is going through, and like we need to address it. Like that's that's really dope, and he really saved like his best material, I think, for that first and second album. That first album especially, the second album is really funny. If you went to college, like he just sees yeah. shit on you for going to college, but like yeah, that that first part of that trilogy of the college dropout series i think he was uh-huh. he was very concentrated he was very like precise and he did it over a span of what one two years because he he had yeah. a lot of those songs already done man yeah, him yeah. and most mm-hmm. dev going back and forth is so dope yes mm-hmm. but yeah. anyway two yeah. words yes. man good song yes k west hot shit calm down get back ghetto people got this he <laughs> almost right. he almost signed a raucous record that's insane yeah he been a different I know. person Ah, anyway, yeah, well, yeah we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into all that later because I, I was mad for my boy. <laughs> I really was. But uh, Maron, you touched on it. Uh, late registration. You touched on it a little bit. Oh, yes, the rock. Uh, yes. Uh, so pretty much just like uh, just built on the success and the sound of college dropout. Pretty mm-hmm. much took away the chipmunk soul sounds, became more a little bit more refined, a yes. grand orchestral uh, hip hop album. And uh, I just want to say, she take my money Well, I'm in need. So Look. this is a thing we're doing. So yes. we're going to keep doing She's acapella a yes, Because Gold Digger, Gold Digger. Oh, she a Gold Digger. Way over town. Look, Gold Digger is not only not only my fa- one of my favorite rap songs of all time, yeah. but one of the greatest rap songs of all time in my opinion. It's wow. just, it's wow. just fun. It's just a fun song. And Are Jamie, you guys for- Touch yeah. the sky, come yeah. on now. That loop on the touch third sky, line is yes. too raw. Yeah, yeah touch <laughs> the sky, sky too, yes. <laughs> Wait, sorry, you, are you guys familiar with the um Duff Poetry Jam? Yes. Yes. Okay, so he kind of went on there, I think in 04. And I don't mm. know what came first, the song or that that verse where he was talking about 18 years. 18, he put that in as a poem. Mm. I was like, I can't I can't tell if he recorded the song first or if he did that bar first, but he's really good at doing spoken word. Uh, from his music to to the stage like it was really sure. well performed and people were going mm-hmm. crazy for it like they were doing mm-hmm. snaps and everything so yeah i feel you on that one uh late registration man just real quick for my family was like big because that was the first i think the first album i ever purchased mm. like by myself that and uh yeah that and ludicrous ludicrous uh chicken and beer hey. those are the only two <laughs> albums the only two albums i had on uh my ipod nano back back on <laughs> taste Bro, it was it was it was elite, mm-hmm. but like yeah, and I remember giving that CD to my little brother after I like I, sh- I uh, had like sh- uh, what do you call it? ripped it. I gave it to my little brother. He still plays it to this day. Uh, shout out to Aaron. So like that whole album, I know like verbatim. So like listen to that again. It's just like so good. Eddie Murphy, no, not Eddie. Murphy. Oh my god, Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac, yes. Bernie Mac. Kanye, mm. you did it again. R-P. Like just oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's that's a that's I feel like that's like one of the it's almost perfect. That album's perfect. You know, late registration was. I think not. I think not the first album I heard by Kanye West, to be honest. But the album was definitely more of a light, a more of like a. How do I say it? More of a, not as lighthearted as what was his first album, but the second this album seemed to be more of a. I don't know. Like he took like I feel like he was leading more into that poppy direction that comes in graduation. Mm. Like for mm. example, the song "Heard Him Say" when he had Adam Levine feature. I was yes. like, that, like in the time to feature a pop artist like that, it was it's like unheard of to do that. And so that was really interesting. And I still, I'm sorry, I'm still fuck with that loop on, loop on, loop in the third line. Touch uh, the sky. Loop, yeah. Loop, yeah. Yeah. Lupe, Lupe Fiasco was on it. And then I didn't, I forgot that he did a song featuring uh, Paul Wall. And I, and I, I forgot yes. about that. Like, yeah. Low, yeah. Like, I was like, God damn. Um, but 
when, when we're going down to it, you know, like for example, diamonds from Sierra Leone as well. Like these are like hitters that like I was listening to the album like just yesterday and I was thinking to myself, how is this man like thinking like this? Like, cause yes. I would have not mentioned like the way he integrated skits yes. with this album, especially yes. made me laugh so hard. I was like, this guy. Bro, I feel targeted, level. Denzel. He's talking about like, yo, you know what's going to keep me warm? All these degrees. Like, all right, man, listen, bro. <laughs> like, I went to school, man. Chill. That's funny. <laughs> no, but actually talking about Sierra Leone was really funny because like that remix that he puts on the album where it's like, he's like, yo, man, I feel bad, bro. Like people losing limbs over Sierra Leone diamonds. Right, Jay-Z? Right, Jay-Z? And Jay-Z comes in like, nah, bro, I like my diamonds, though. Like, we still going to do it. Like, I'm not going to get rid of my diamonds. It's like, you piece of shit. <laughs> he just talked about. <laughs> anyway, yeah. That's capitalism for you facts yeah <laughs> all right let's not get into any politics politics uh tonight all right uh going into <laughs> ukraine <laughs> going into the third uh in the trilogy of the dropout series the dropout yeah. bear series graduation um mm. in my opinion probably the weakest out of the three but i still think it oh no but for real denzel, wait denzel I agree. wait denzel the weakest but i still think it's a good album i still think it's a good album mm-hmm. uh I love good life. Good life is one of my favorite yay songs. Even Always, not that strong. Can't tell me nothing. I, I grew up on that song. I grew up on that song. I love. Yes, I love sir. That song. I love. I was in song. high school when this stuff came out. Man, it was. Yeah. Uh, it defined the whole gender. Dudes was coming out with the the shader. Love. Yes, yes, the shade glass. Yes, the shutter like, glass. Yes, yes. Yo, I can't see, bro. Yeah, it was a movement. But uh, I want y'all to you know talk about. The electronic and synth sounds that Ye started incorporating. It's like, mm. like he started. Like I read, I read up on the album. He really started listening to more like rock, okay, rocks, uh, rock songs, uh, electronic songs. So like he started incorporating a lot of that into yeah. his music, which uh, I would say it helped pave the way for uh, other hip hop artists who you know didn't really relate to the regular old like boom bap gangsta yeah, rap yeah so like right. it, it, for, for me even though it wasn't a strong strong album like college dropout and late registration it definitely helped pave the way for a new age of hip-hop artists like say a kid cuddy so i just want y'all to talk about graduation man i feel like graduation was also i think i saw read somewhere that graduation was known to be stadium music so he made this album with the intention that if it was played in a concert or like a giant venue, it would reverberate. So the sound was very like loud. Like, mm-hmm. and that's so why I feel like this this album is very theatrical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Good Morning Champion, Big Brother, like all these mm-hmm. songs had that doom, like that big doom with the electronic beats behind it, which was very interesting. And to add on to what Dylan would say about the boom bap and people not reckon, not to, relating to that type of that type of background that came with hip hop. A lot of people artists that emerged from this genre of music, you know, that wasn't too focused upon like, you know, the more of the boom bap. It was more focused upon just their everyday life. And I think a lot of artists now that come that appear are not all, you know, some people who are not people who are raised from um broken homes or similar situations. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people now who are rapping are people who are just like normal everyday people who just want to get in the game. Yeah, graduation, man. I don't know. I feel like it felt very pop to me mm-hmm. by that point in time. So I was just like, because ah. he was he was really backpacking, rapping those first two albums, and then by that third one, he was kind of like, I guess it was the point of the album, like it was graduation. It was supposed to be celebratory, so it's a little bit different. And like, 
you definitely have more of that singing persona on this album. I feel like yeah, compared to the other two, that's probably what it is. Mm-hmm. I hate when he starts. I hate when he sings, man. This man can't sing, bro. He needs he needs to not do that. No, no, no. But MJ told him he could sing, so can't no one tell him anything <laughs> now, right? Can't Gonna tell me nothing. He said, can't tell me nothing for a reason. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's when he got really arrogant. And speaking of 808, this came after his mother, Donda West, passed away, which very sad. Definitely influenced the album for sure because it was a very dark album. Uh, 808's Heavy, again, probably not one of my favorite Ye albums, but def- mm. the sounds, I feel yeah. like definitely, I, I feel like it helped push Kanye into a new like mode of production uh, that helped shape uh, the rest of his uh, career in terms of production with the eight oh eight yeah eight oh eight heavy beats and I reading reading it up uh, on you know a website somewhere uh, <laughs> Wikipedia <laughs> but okay so in an uh, interview he was saying that he instead of using the lyrics to convey emotion he wanted to use the eight oh eights to convey that emotion. So I thought that was very interesting. I was okay. So that's that's really uh thought provoking in my opinion. Uh, bombastic and influenced by eighty synth pop. And I would say I would say it's ahead of his time. I'll I'll probably say it's ahead of his time because especially for uh, hip hop or rap music, eight oh eights wasn't as heavy in hip hop or rap at that time. So, um, what do y'all think? What's y'all's thoughts on eight oh eights and heartbreak? Yeah, I feel like around this time he started talking more about like woman problems mm. and like mm. complaining than about like anything really of substantive. And I feel like he's kept that trend going ever since, which is a little unfortunate, but I think it reflects his life. Yeah. So it's like, how much can you blame him? Yeah, you know, like how much yeah. can you blame? Because he's had high profile relationships. Because, uh, yeah, I was going to say, let, let me interject a little bit. He Please, also, yeah. uh, after his mom had passed, his long time, I don't know if it was girlfriend or fiance, but they broke up too. So I think that also fed into, you know, him started thinking about the girl problems and whatnot. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't really put much blame to him, man. Like, that's such a traumatic experience, just losing yes. your, your, like, a family member. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. And then, like, yeah. when you go back to his documentary and you see his mom knew all his lyrics, like, yes. the whole reason he was so... His whole ass best friend. Yes. Yeah, his whole best friend. Exactly. Bro. Like, it's, it's The fact that he's able to still output as much music as he has while losing that huge, you know, structural, like support system that's mm-hmm. insane so he's yeah, it's really exactly. a testament to his character and his faith yeah. but um i could definitely see that like there's a point when rhyme fest stopped writing for him like he he's known for having ghost writers and <laughs> oh, having like no. a writing team and you can tell when his writers was like i'm not writing for you anymore because his lyrics got bad bro yo it was like he just started he just be saying stuff <laughs> just like you're just talking now like <laughs> just like yeah, is this an interview? yeah for know? some parts of the album you know? i would agree with that yeah and he's not a singer. I hate auto tune. Like, don't. But I would say, auto-tune. I would say, one, you, you kind of got to cut him some slack because this album came like right after his his mom passed. So like, he it's like no, exactly. Like, there was pretty much like no, gr- literally no grieving time for him. I guess mm-hmm. like making the music was the, his way to grieve. So right. like, you you kind of have to take that into effect. But I, I see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I want to say fuck Jay Leno. Um, for, <laughs> oh, for you know, real? Yeah. yeah no, Wait, that guy's what? An asshole. What you don't remember? Remember the, the interview? Nah, I don't remember. Oh, oh, when he asked, "Oh, would your wait? Oh, what, what, go ahead. What go would ahead. your mom think about this?" Yes, I thought it was someone and this else. Guy was nah. That was Jay Leno, dude. Huh. Kanye's yeah, face was just chin. Kanye's yeah. face was just shook. He was just like, "What the?" I, he, I was like, "Damn." I uppercut, that chin. I uppercut that chin for sure. 
Um, no, I think this album was a big proponent in like the whole autotune movement mm, um, in music. Yes, autotune. This was this this yes. was like one of the first. This was one of the first albums that used such heavy autotune eight eights, and everyone just everyone started getting on this ride. I'm not even kidding. Like other I'm than T Pain, though. Other than T Pain. Yeah. Other other than T Pain. <laughs> <laughs> T Pain's the king of autotune. We know for this. sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, w- I wasn't too crazy about this album because yeah. I don't know. Like at the time, at least when I listened to it a couple of years ago, I mm-hmm. d- I couldn't resonate with it. Mm. But I feel as though if I listen to it now, it's gonna be a, way- a completely different sounding album since I've matured more. Like Jesus, for example, when we get into that, like that's <sighs> become an album that's also ahead of its time. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with yeah, yeah. I agree with Denzel, man. Like I was graduating, almost graduating high school that time. I was junior senior year. And that album came out, and I was like, "Well, what is this?" Like, first of all, the fact that he comes out with an album every year is ridiculous. Like, it's oh, he's, yeah. he's always wait, wait, different. Wait. Okay, hold, hold up. Yeah. Let's hold up the Jesus talk before we get to Jesus. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. saying every year, like he's annual. I'm saying yeah, yeah, annually yeah. he comes out with yes. a new album. Yes, but it's yes, like, like every yeah. year, every two years. Yeah, but like it's mm-hmm. all different. And when yes. this when this came out, it was like, man, like, and also I I think I looked at the Wikipedia as well, and it was like Kid Cudi had like he like called in Kid Cudi to do this within a few weeks in Hawaii, and it's like, oh. You were really inspired by Kid Cudi, so you just made a Kid Cudi album. Yeah. Using Kid Cudi. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. cool. It sounds okay. great, though. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So we are now going to get into, you know, old Kanye starting to get into new Kanye with uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And uh, just a, as a background for this album, this came after he had quote-unquote dissed Taylor Swift at the VMAs when he said Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time, which was a fact, but just ill-timed, and the man was thrown off some Hennessy. So, I mean, are you going to blame the Hennessy, or are you going to blame Kanye? But, uh, yes. um, Blame it on the alcohol. In my opinion, this album is probably my favorite Yay album of all time. Wow. And Mm. even, even... you think about the Good Friday era when he just kept releasing bangers on bangers every Friday, and they didn't even make the album. Nope. They didn't make. They That's didn't make better than summer. most people's whole career. Summer, yeah. Man, come on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I feel like it's my favorite because it pretty much incorporated everything, like every sound that he had the mm. soul, he had the orchestra, he had the chorus, he had the eight oh eights. Uh, yep. He he incorporated the pop. He incorporated rock, rock music. You he think did. about gorgeous, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and you talk. Uh, Maron, you did mention he had like other producers come in. So mm-hmm. many producers worked on mm-hmm. this uh, album. Mike Dean was a mm-hmm. big, big producer on this album. Uh, I was gonna say No IDs on here a lot. Yes, and uh, I was so surprised. I forgot that No ID was his mentor, and yes. uh, I know No ID because I'm such a huge Common fan. And like Common mm-hmm. did a lot of work, his early work with No ID. And he's like a prolific Chicago. producer. And then you see, yeah, and you find out that he was his not his like early mentor. And like you find out his mom hooked him up through him. Mm. And it's like, he was destined, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> you guys was lucky. So, yeah, my, you know, you know, it's funny. I wasn't, well, I was in college when this came out. I wasn't really checking forward, but like I heard all these songs because of Good Fridays and like mm-hmm. all the leaks and whatever came out. So, like, I heard remixes to Power, which is amazing. And like uh, Nicki Minaj, this album like introduced me to how good Nicki Minaj is. I remember having friends in undergrad who were like, you don't know who Pink Friday, you don't know Pink Friday, like just listen to Monster. And like the fact that Nicki Minaj could destroy Jay-Z, Rick Ross and Kanye West on the same track. Mm -hmm. And like he he wasn't scared to do that. Like he actually upped his, he actually upped his level of lyrical ability and she still like outperformed him. And like he wasn't like, it's a good album, man. 
It is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah very good. Denzel? This album, as far as I know, from my experiences, this is like the album where Kanye West hit that turning point in his life. I think, okay. I think you know, people would, people would say 808s and Heartbreaks where he started to like transform. But I think My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, like the album cover alone already told me that this guy was going through it. Like, True. like you know, like, you know, like, 808s yeah. and Heartbreak was kind of signifying signifying the sadness he experienced after his mother passed. I think that now this album, um, my beautiful but dark twisted fantasy, it kind of signified the craziness that he that came with it. You know, dealing with the loss of his mother, mm-hmm. and that's the kind of way I saw it. You know, because you had songs like you know, gorgeous. Like you have songs about uh the devil, the devil in the red dress. I'm new probably dress. butchering the new dress. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm thinking about some of these song titles and like the album art altogether and. You just think about like, man, this guy is really like feeling. It. And then the fact that the world was hating him, and that was one of the biggest things that he doesn't want is to have the, the his fans hate him because of the way he treated Taylor Swift from the v, in the VMAs, you know. And so I think he kind of just went through this like madness in that album, and that's what created this art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that whole Yeezy Tommy thing at the end was so funny. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was it? It was my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Oh, yeah. at, at the end of Blame Game. At yeah, the right? end of Blame Game. Game. Yes, yes, it yeah. is this album. Chris Rock at the end. Yes. So funny. Yes. He definitely like leaned into de- I think at this point, I think Dylan Denzel's right. Like at this point forward, he was really like he like leaned all in into debauchery. And like he's like, I'm going to go into like the most excessive I'm gonna go as crazy races. as possible. Yeah, like I'm just gonna go into this like the stuff that you don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to be provocative. And like that's what he was at after this point. This and then like I think Watch the Thrones after this, right? Yes, Watch the Thrones mm-hmm. after yes, this. Yes, and, yes, uh, let's you said you hate yeah. it? I don't like that album, bro. Whoa. I think okay, literally. Bro. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> hey, have a good night. Yeah, peace. What? We're here to speak the truth. What? Are you here to kidding speak me? Truth. Okay. Uh let, let's let's <sighs> let's uh Denzel, this is an A and B conversation. We're we're seeing Moreau now. Um, Watch the Throw. We won't touch on we won't touch on it too much because since it is a collab album, Hovis part. Yeah, yeah. Well. But look, L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O, white America assassinate my character, man. Like, come mm. on now. What'd you think about the album? The album was beautiful, man. Like, you don't like Otis? Exactly. Like, you don't like Otis? I like the like, original. Niggas in Paris? Bro, you want to you hear we... No, stop it's it, Dylan. It's provocative. It gets the people going, man. Come on. So, uh, <laughs> it's trash, bro. It was no, really good. You know what's funny? Sorry, about that album, I think it was I, I figured out why I didn't like it. It's because it's when Jay-Z and Kanye were at their lyrical worst. It's like when Jay-Z was bored and was just talking about stuff that he bought. Come on, you know Jay-Z was not trying. Like let's, let's I don't honest. think Jay-Z was trying. But I think Ye I wouldn't say Ye carried the album because I think there were some songs Jay-Z brought brought the energy. But I think a, a lot of it was just Ye just shining on the album, in my opinion. All right, let's uh yeah, we we we're gonna stop. <laughs> let's get into uh De- the What's definite quote-unquote new kanye and we get into uh, the daft punk house music influenced yeezus mm. when i saw the title of this album <laughs> back in my youth i was like what is this man trying oh. to do <laughs> he's got what now. is this man trying to do and i saw the track list and I saw I Am a God. Then I saw New Slaves. <laughs> then I saw Blood on the Lead. I was like, this man is really getting into it now. Like, Black skinhead. To, to describe the album a bit, very dominant on the electronic and synth sounds. 
And uh, like I said, very influ- uh, Daft Punk influence. Uh, and they also, of course, produced a few of those tracks as well. I would describe it as punk rap. Like this, <laughs> that's how I describe it. It's, it's like electronic punk, punk rap. Yeah, and like the production wasn't as, uh, how do you say, as layered and as complex as My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Very minimalistic. But he still had the conscious lines. He listened to New Slaves. He had some really good like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, like. Like that's that makes you think a little bit. So, mm. but in my opinion, Denzel, you had mentioned it earlier. When I first heard this album, I was like, "Eh, it's cool. The production is great from Ye as always, but the lyrics, eh." Now I listen to it, I think is one of his best albums that he's made, and I think mm-hmm. it was ahead of his time. Yeah, Blood on the Leaves is amazing. I've mm-hmm. always liked that song, even like when I didn't like the album. I am a god and all that stuff. When he calls himself a god, it's like <laughs> it's provocative. It's just what he yeah. does. Like he knows yeah. he knows how to get a reaction out of people because he knows what triggers people. And then he talks about in later albums how like uh, he was talking about Jesus and then like how Christians hated on him for calling himself God, but it's yeah, not him yeah. calling himself God. It's him saying that he isn't God's image. Right. If you yeah. really read into it, right. But he's he makes it hard for you to <laughs> to get to it. Exactly. But um, yeah, I I appreciate this album now. I hate Bound Two. I still hate Bound Two. It's cool. Bound Two is trash. Yeah. Denzel. Yeah. yeah. This was bound to was a, was a song that made me realize this album was pretty fire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was my favorite. No, too. no, I, no, dude. Because remember the music video for that, and then uh, Seth Rogen and James Franco did their version of it. <laughs> I lost my shit. <laughs> oh, I damn. hate y'all, man. That's funny as hell. Um, but uh, I gotta add on to the fact that I hate I I I hated the song Black Skin Hand for the longest time. Really? Because in our in our football games, they would play it all the fucking time, go. and yeah. I was annoyed. I was like, dog. It's Denzel, funny. You know why though? Yeah, sorry, Dylan. Go ahead. Yeah, you're good. I was gonna say if you listen to the, the dissect uh, episode of Black Skinhead, he talks about when Ye was pr- producing it. He said it sounded like a soccer anthem, <laughs> and they ended up playing it at sport, <laughs> sports events <laughs> all the time. Man, it That's was it's funny sampled, right? Like it's sampled off of like some sort of other sportsy. Is it? Like, Probably, it's, yeah. not, it's not. It's not original. It, yeah, maybe. So it's not surprising that people were doing sports mm-hmm. events for sure. Yeah. Let's get into uh, Life of Pablo then. I used mm. to not like this album at all. Interesting. It's also another underappreciated album. I think this album is really good. You listen yes, to the sir. lyrics and it's like, okay, he's actually spitting. Like he's actually it's ridiculous. And yeah. the the production, I mean, I, I feel like he started to bring it back a little bit from old Kanye. The production, mm-hmm. you think about 30 hours, no more parties in LA. Uh and then of course he start he really started getting into the you know, I'm a I'm a diehard Christian, like ultra light beam, and mm-hmm. whatnot. I started getting right. into that. So, uh, Father stretched, Father stretched my hands. One of my favorite Kanye songs, even though the lyrics are bleached assholes. Like, come on now. Uh, so, what y'all think? I think that it was great that he was able to steal from a designer so thoroughly <laughs> and just put his song on his album. Uh, I got I bros in the little. Yeah, yeah and, and then he, he signed him to his label, and then he didn't release any more of his music. That was a really smart move, man. Just kind of uh, isolate him like that. I respect Jeez. the move. It's a power move for sure. Damn. Um, yeah, like I'm saying, Dylan. Like a lot of his, like this is when I when you go through the wiki and you look at production, like uh, what do you call credits? This one has like so many other mm-hmm. producers that yeah. he co-produced mm-hmm. with, and it's like you could tell, like the whole album was like stitched together with just it's like a quilt. I don't know how to describe it. Like it's just like so many different cooks in the kitchen but it comes out really good mm-hmm. for the most part mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah it's just it was that's when i realized like he's not just a producer like he's not i used to think that Kanye West was just like a producer in the sense that everything he did and rapped about was on his own beats like his own production right, right, right. but I, I realized on this album that like he is more than happy to bring other people in 
and let them do their thing and mm-hmm. then put his creative spin on it. Okay. And that kind of disappointed me at first. I was like, oh, he's not as like no features type dude. But mm-hmm. I think as I grew older, I was like, okay, it's good for him to collaborate. Yeah. And, and stay right, hip right, right. and stay relevant. So I've grown to appreciate it over time. But at the first, when I first heard, I was like, oh, it's not really him. Mm-hmm. It's more like him featuring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I mean, I would oversee. I would see that Kanye is now becoming more of that executive producer on the album, mm-hmm. like the overseeing producer. So they he makes they make beats, um, because you've heard the stories, right? Like people saying that he, he they give him grueling hours and stuff like that. If yeah. you're working for Kanye and stuff like that, like he seems like the kind of guy he's like, I don't like this. Let's redo the whole thing mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. I, I'm impressed that he's made a song called "I Love Kanye." That was <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Yeah, it was funny. Um, Real Friends goes hard. You know, yes. Father Stretch My Hands Part 1 goes hard. No More Parties in L.A. with Mr. Mr. Lamar. Uh, K-Dot. It was more that of a feature? Oh, Come on, you know that feature, man. hurrah. It was fire. That's the last come, time he rapped. Come, though. Erica Badumi. Come on, bro. <laughs> come on, bro. All right. Uh, it's still good, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, you already know. Uh, We can skip yay. No, I actually, dude. <laughs> no, 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 chill. You know what's funny? What's up? I actually liked Ye and oh, uh, Jesus is King. They're not bad. They're not bad at all. I was surprised. Uh, Violent Crimes. Violent Crimes has some Violent good lyrics. Violent Crimes is good. Yeah, so it's good. Yeah. It's good. Uh, you don't have to talk yeah, about was, it more than that, but I was just going to say. Like, seven, no shake, man. Don't sleep on her. Yeah. Uh, yikes. Yikes is good, too. Mm-hmm. Other than that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess uh, being bipolar can be awesome in a sense. Wow, <laughs> wow! The shit was definitely frightening. I would say. Okay, let's go into. <laughs> yeah, I need another bottle. <laughs> I, honestly, I need to get some alcohol too. Okay. Get some margaritas tonight. Kids see ghosts. That's cool. a beautiful album, man. Mm-hmm. It's a cool. Co- I like the collaboration. The yeah. artwork is cool by uh, Takashi Murakami. Yep, shout mm-hmm. him out. Nice. It's fucking, fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you, man, Takashi Murakami. Again, yes. I'm gonna say that name. Yeah, they have some good songs. Like Free is really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Free is good. Fourth Dimension. <laughs> okay, uh, what's up? You had mentioned Jesus is King Marone. I think that was a pretty good gospel album. I only listened to it a couple times, but I thought it was a pretty good gospel album, an interesting gospel album for sure. Yeah, I was uh, surprised because at first you were like, oh, okay, why is he going gospel? Like, he's such a hypocrite, da da da. And then you remember that, like, a lot of his roots is actually got like mm-hmm. Jesus Walks yeah. is like his first <laughs> major yeah. hit. And then it's, it's actually a pretty natural fit mm-hmm. for him. So, yeah. sonically speaking, it was pretty good. I don't know if he's paying the people that he has in the choir, but he's doing pretty good. He probably is. <laughs> I hope so. All right. And then last but not least, uh, we'll talk about both of these at the same time. Donda and Donda 2. Donda. Donda. I mean, we Donda. Were, we already uh, reviewed it. Yeah, uh, reviewed it. Fans, yeah. uh, if you want to listen to our review, it's, you know, it's we, we did it last year. So you can go back and listen to it. But I don't know if y'all watched the Donda 2 live stream. I want to get y'all's thoughts on that. I did. I did. Yeah, Denzel. It was interesting. The concept was definitely cr- crazier than it was from. Don- I don't even know how Kanye thinks of things like this. Like, because mm-hmm. in the first Donda live stream, so long story short, Merle, in the in the second Don- Donda live stream, you have like the house that he had in the first one, but it's like burnt to a crisp. And there's like in between the first and first and second half of the house, there's like a light coming out mm-hmm. of the house, mm-hmm. and there's water surrounding the house in this mm-hmm. big giant field. And there's like a there's like a sun in the back corner. It looks like something out of like Berserk the anime. Like this, oh shit, no, like like a lunar eclipse sun yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. It's Absolutely. crazy, and everyone's wearing all black who performs with them. And it's like it's it's pretty gnarly to look at it. Yeah. So, um, if we had to talk about it sonically, 
the, the production's on fire, on point, ridiculously okay, good. Kanye's lyricism, man. Again, again. Nah, some, man. Some of the there, some of the songs he went off though. Yeah, but there was this one song, Louis Bag Man, when Kanye was saying like. Talk about Virgil was passing, so he, he's not buying Louis bags no more. And I was like, "What are you saying?" I stopped buying uh, Louis after what's Virgil name? passed. Yeah, Virgil passed. Yeah. yeah, but the Jack, mm-hmm. the Jack Harlow's on the album. He featured on that song. He killed it. Guess who else is on the album? <laughs> Soldier Boy, Boy, Draco. Draco. <laughs> he so I bet, I bet, and he wasn't there at the at the album performance. I mean, at the live stream. So I'm bet he's like in at home, just like yeah, Draco. Mm-hmm. I guess Kim Kardashian gonna get back with the uh, yay now, huh? Now that uh, I don't know if y'all saw the TikTok, <laughs> a Soldier Boy saying, "Oh, Kim left you because I wasn't on Donda." <laughs> Uh, all right <laughs> uh and we can we can get into i mean there were some other like migos was uh featured on the album as well and they went hard uh xxx tentacion i don't know how to say his name but that was, that was a good track too S- sampled them again yeah mm-hmm. um yeah. the beat you know that beat to security that was gnarly Secu- oh yeah. Yeah, that was a really mm-hmm. good. I, I remember I recommend you listen to the live stream. It's it's pretty good. Um, he he does bring out uh Mr. Miller, Mr. Marilyn Manson again though. Again? Yeah, and the baby. Ah, uh, yeah. I know. I turned it off at that point. This man uh, loves his because abuser, Vincent, I don't know if you listened, but uh, I think his sound went out. I don't know if bro, I don't know if that was intentional. Through the mic. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that was intentional because he got uh, mad, right? Denzel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, the, yeah. He, they were performing. They were performing in jail. At one point, he just grabs the mic and just chucks it in the water. He's like, "This <laughs> sound crew, someone's getting fired." Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's why someone's like, getting fired tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So. Um, and then to add on one last thing, uh, Playboy Cardi now is in the insane clown posse, as you can tell. Um, did so. yeah, I saw that. That was trash. Okay, <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about that. Let's uh, that that's the discography of Mister Ye, aka Pablo, aka Warhol, aka Steve Jobs, aka Kanye West. So uh, I want to years. yeah, I want to get into the Genius documentary now, and uh, at least talk about the first episode and you know the struggle that Ye had to go through to get the college dropout to drop. So uh, what are y'all's thoughts on it? I think the genius documentary was very wholesome. I think we got to understand Kanye on a level that we never knew we would learn to. And it was just crazy that coincidentally his friends has been recording him since like his inception. Like that is crazy to me that Good someone was, he's like, yeah, he, he just kept saying like, man, I'm just going to keep recording and see what happens. I just believe he has a vision. I'm going to follow mm-hmm. it. And he just did and did. And now you can just see from where he was from the get go versus now, Honestly, it felt like Kanye's never changed his drive. I don't think his job, his drive has never stopped. That's really the one ex- outstanding thing about Kanye West. Like he doesn't stop giving up. And like for example, whenever they were doing the part, really what was really cool to me is when he was doing a, I think it was All Falls Down, and he had everyone listen to it in the office at Rockefeller Records, and the people just kept dismissing it. He kept going, he kept going, he kept going. Like even if people kept like ignoring it he just went to every single person he could and just had them listen to it stuff like that was just amazing to me you know like stuff like that that really did feel like it inspired me at least to and i think many of us you know especially in our crafts to keep continue what you're doing don't stop uh don't stop pushing yourself to another level mm-hmm. you know 
It's incredible. That thing was. A, I'm so glad you told us to like watch that beforehand. I watched it. Um, I I watched it actually a day during which I listened to the first two albums, and then I I watched the first episode of the documentary. That thing is like a hip hop historical like archive. Right. Like he has like that guy Cootie. Cootie is the name of the director. First of all, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Cootie. Cootie. Mm-hmm. He was a comedian back in the '90s, but he decided he found, he first had footage of Kanye West in 1998. I think at Diddy's birthday, and like. Kanye has always been the same. Mm-hmm. Like he has not changed. He's just he has less hair now. That's the only difference. And like he he's always been trying to be as fashionable as possible. He's always been driven. And it's just so interesting to see that money has just made him more of what he is. Right. And it's so cool that like even though he's like into fashion or whatever you're gonna talk about later, like what he's into, like other things besides music, he has consistently pushed music out. Like he is the most consistent artist I've ever seen. Like in 20 mm-hmm. years, he's had how many albums? Like how many yeah. albums have you listed off, right? It's just insane, man. Mm-hmm. And like his, his like his um, his drive to get people to listen to all falls down. Scarface just ignoring all those tracks <laughs> that he was giving him. He's like, bro, these are gonna be hits in like two years. You're an idiot. Like this is <laughs> just insane. And then like those secretaries are just ignoring him yeah. and Rockefeller. <laughs> like he's just yeah, trying to he's like rapping real. at them. And it's like, yo, they must feel like everyone must feel dumb. Yeah. And the only reason Jay Z signed him was because they wanted to keep him on for his beats. Right. Yep. It's like, that's so funny, man. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not saying he's a prolific rapper because he had so much, of, like, uh, what do you call it? Jesus Walk was written by Rhymefest. So it's not like he's like the best lyrical dude, but he's such good in his delivery and his like, he seems so, he's so sincere. Like no matter uh-huh. what he does, he's like, I really care about this music shit. I really care. Like and he, his religion has always been there. So it's not like fake that he like talks about Christ mm-hmm. or something like right, that. Right, you right. know, and it's so interesting to see how sincere he is because like, it really makes you want to root for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you don't feel like you don't feel like he's like trying to manipulate anybody. Right. Like people are actually trying to take advantage of his shit mm-hmm. and his and his beats. You're like, yo, just give me more beats, give me more beats. But like the fact that Cootie was there for all the major points in his time and like how much he persevered, it's like really like you said, Dylan. Like he's really, it's really like it gets you going, man. Like yeah. it really inspires. Exactly. You. Yeah. And uh, for me, two things stood out to me. Uh, like y'all both mentioned, his drive to just never give up, no matter how many times he had been rejected, even after he got signed by Rockefeller, which even that was a chore. Mm-hmm. He he just kept trying to get his album out and like tr- kept trying to get, you know, Dame Dash to like, you know, put uh, like all his shit out. And like they just kept like, oh, just, just give us the beats. We don't care about your music. And he just never gave up. And even when yeah. after he got in that car crash in episode two. And he tried to like get his album off the ground again and they wouldn't uh, market it at all. He did all the marketing by himself. He like uh, some of the songs he just went to instead of using uh, Dev Jam's studios, he just went to other people's studios like Jamie Foxx and Pharrell and started doing his own shit. I'm just like this man's like drive is just incredible and very awe inspiring. And then another thing that stood out to me was how impactful his mom was. Yep, to yep, his yep. early success because I feel like his mom was always like a always centered him because like you mm-hmm. know e- even back then he was a little bit arrogant and mm-hmm. he was very he really believed in himself but I feel like that all came from his mom because his mom never dimmed his light and his never. mom always gave him the like bought him you know his first drum machine and like and like you said Maron earlier in the episode introduced him to no ID and put him in art school like his mom always supported him no matter and always like you know said oh you're right like this is fire like he she always supported him so that's that's something that that really stood out to me as well his his mom was very 
influential and important in his early success as well. Mm-hmm. So, dog, she knew his lyrics by heart. Yes, yeah, that was like crazy his old to me. stuff from like middle school. She's mm-hmm. like, yo, you remember that one rhyme? But you did back in like junior high. It's like what? Like <laughs> my parents don't even know my birthday. Like what are you talking about? Saying this, I am <laughs> sorry. Nah, it's love. It's love. <laughs> is that love? Sure? It's love, bro. What is Yo. love? Okay, all right, <laughs> for sure. Okay, now we fast forward to today and <laughs> the antics that he's been getting into, getting into the uh, Kim Kardashian divorce. Well, the marriage first, the marriage first, and how he hijacked. Um, what was his name? Chris Humphreys. We have not heard anything from that that man since he divorced Kim Kardashian. <laughs> and oh, he wasn't even that nice. great of a basketball player. He was a role player. Oh. <laughs> like, uh, but anyways, um, so I just wanted to get y'all's take on like the divorce and like all that that's been going on. It seems to me like the divorce is putting Kanye back in that same same place he was before, like uh, around my beautiful dark, dark twisted fantasy time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's kind of reverting him back to that that side of himself that's like you want to see crazy. I'm gonna give you crazy. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he's it's pretty messed up that this man's like pushing out like is so mad about a guy who just happened to date your, your ex. It's like, let it go. I think he sees, he uses, he sees Kim as like a support system, similar to how his mom was. Um, and now that, that his relationship with Kim has been fizzled. He believes that, you know, like he needs her in his life to have that support system again, similar to what he had with his mom. And I think, cause I think she was someone who really did support him. Like, and like in the Don the Two live stream, there's like a song when she, when he mentions that Kanye West is like the smartest, most successful black man that she known, and so mm-hmm. I think things like that really clicked with him, and made him feel like you know I'm important, and she sees me more than just like a a music a money making machine or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, man, it's I think we need to call out when other men harass women. Yeah, yeah, That's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go back, you can go back as long as far as you want. But like with with Taylor Swift, is like that was kind of funny, but that was also messed up. Mm-hmm. And then with Amber Rose stuff, like we don't know everything that he's done, but she might have accused him of bullying her or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But with this stuff, it's like so flagrant. Yeah. And like children are involved, and it's like and remember like last you remember twenty twenty like you remember how he was wilding, he was wearing vests, yeah, talking yeah. about he wanted to kill, his, he almost killed his kid. Yeah, and it's like. Yeah. It's funny to a point. It's not funny, man. It's just like yeah. sad. And we talked about this last time we talked about the last album, but like or last time we talked about Kanye last year. But you just want him. You just want him to be happy. You just want his family to be okay, no matter what the form that family takes. And it's just like we need to. We got to hold this man accountable. Like even if he does have exactly, you know, yeah, if he has issues going on, like we have to be able to say, hey, like please don't threaten the life of you know, right. those yeah. that you say that you love. If you truly love them, then you got to learn to let them go. And that might be just him being rich and not being able to let go of what he had. Or whatever, but yeah, let's uh, let's not let's condemn that. That's just how I see it. Yeah. I don't think he's a bad person, honestly. Uh, no, definitely he's, not. He's pro LGBTQ nah, from since like early on. He's into oh, fashion. Yeah, that, d- that dude was pro LGBTQ mm-hmm. since probably before his out first album dropped. Like this yeah. guy was saying, like I don't give a fuck. I mean, yep. you make good music, let's go. Right. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to uh, our documentary. Uh, documentary and <laughs> discography episode of uh genius uh the enigma that is kanye west aka Ye, yeah. aka pablo uh, uh please follow us on tempo tribe at instagram and twitter at tempo underscore tribe 
and on TikTok at Tempo Trap. We got a rate is five stars on Spotify. Yes, rate is five stars on Spotify. No more, no less. Yes, no more, no less. Oh, but thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I'm your co-host Dylan. I'm Denzel. Stay safe. (laughs) Yeah, this is Marone. I just want to let you know that I'm from a tribe called Chickaho. Okay. (laughs) Nice. And remember to always do what makes you happy. Um, Peace, (laughs) y'all. Peace.